Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's March the 17th. It's just gone 8.35. We are live on House of Property. Good morning, good morning. It's St. Patrick's Day. My co-host, Grifter, is with me. Grifter, I have one way to start today. What do you buy from Greg's for breakfast in the morning? You look, like a Greg's, you look like a Greg's girl. Am I meant to say a sausage roll now? No, I just wanted to hear you say what you <laughs> I just want to know what you what you got for breakfast. <laughs> well, I'd like to say that I don't normally have time for breakfast because I'm too busy sorting all my family out, getting to work. Um oh, yes. I did I did like just before we press live, and I did press the right button this week just and I was just checking. Martin, you said to me <laughs> let's go for it, sweet cheeks. So, <laughs> apologies if anyone heard that before before I press the right button. But anyway, good morning, good morning, good morning. Anyway, let me what? get back to Greg's. Let me get back to oh. Greg's. So you have Greg's in the morning. This is, you've obviously not seen Property Industry Eye this morning. It's a quiet news day for Pi. Um, <laughs> there's a surprise. And uh, they're talking about some agents in the West Midlands has upset people on TikTok by turning around and saying that first-time buyers should stop eating Greg's for breakfast and save their money, giving them £8,000 or £5,000 when they go for five years to go towards their deposit. Um, sounds to me like Snowflake's gone mad and... and Property industry, I hasn't got anything to report today. Um, so you don't eat Greg's in the morning, no? No, I haven't got a Greg's uh, name. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, how are you, my darling? Well, let me say, I am much better today than I felt last week. <laughs> so obviously <laughs> last week, you and I were in London, weren't we? And uh, we were just waking up on the day of the Guild Conference, having decided, perhaps foolishly, to um, have uh, dinner together and um possibly and other people and other people yes don't worry and possibly forget where our off switches were and felt that we could drink until we literally fell over so that's that's always good isn't it <laughs> yeah it was a heavy start to last thursday but it was good wasn't it because we're at the guild conference yeah um well. which was done really really well i think huge round of applause to the guild i know we did a quick live from there in the afternoon when we started to liven up a little bit um but Really, really good content. Lots of um, really interesting stuff, including an inspiring speaker that you oh. went to school with. Yeah, Debbie Sell. Uh, she was just amazing. I think the feedback afterwards that's come around on my sort of group, uh, my guild group, um, and shout out to Ian McKenzie, is that you could have heard a pin drop in that room. That the, the motivational speaker, she were absolutely smashed it. And so what it, was her story, Grifter? Come on, you you went to school with her. She, you were obviously a few years above her at school. Oh, by that's the harsh, isn't it, you harsh <laughs> devil? Um, she was actually in the year below me, thank you, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have had a harder life than others. Let's leave that <laughs> tell, her, tell her story, tell her story. Uh, she road um from one and i gotta say one side of the country to another but she basically no, she, ended up Tenerife to the caribbean there we go so she ended up in the Ca caribbean and she did this uh, with her husband um at the time and they basically never their training had been on like inland waterways it had not been on the open ocean um and she wasn't a rower she's always been very sporty but she wasn't a rower um, and they got out there and kind of things went wrong. And unfortunately, her husband was um, rescued uh, by the boat um, and he went off. And then she spent the next three and a half months on this tiny little rowing boat on her own. Mm -hmm. 
incredible. Now that, and then she, she said it changes you, it changes you. But the things that she came out, her positivity, her commitment, um, and actually what she's learned from that now made it a really entertaining and intriguing um, presentation and talk um, about not motivational, but actually your mindset. Yeah. And yeah. about how, you know, it's your mindset. And we've seen a couple of speakers like that recently. I think we saw Chris Moon as well. Oh, you weren't there. Well, I saw Chris Moon and he was amazing <clears throat> as well um, recently. And it just makes you stop and think and go, do you know what? I might have a vendor having a go at me. I might have 10 buyers that have offered and gone to best of bids on a property and they haven't got it. But actually, I'm OK. I, you know, life's OK. I, I've got I've got all my fingers, my toes, and toes, and mainly most of my teeth, and uh, my eyes are a bit dodgy. But hey ho, um, they're not your teeth either. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but it was really wasn't it the fact that and it did change her because they're no longer married. Um, but it was really inspiring um, to listen wow. to her and quite emotional. I found when she arrived in the port with all her friends and family there. Well, I would just like to say to our listeners, Martin did have a little cheeky cry then, uh, just to say, because it was quite emotional. Yes, she did. Don't do that. Um, and it was just, she was great. I'm just looking back on it. She was basically, choose your attitude. I'm just looking at my notes. You know, it, it's your attitude. Um, praise people. And we've talked about this on a previous mm -hmm. you know, podcast. Is it, takes, it takes very little just to say, thank you. Well done. You smashed it. You know, yes. it just... Just take a moment. It's great. Free words is what she said. Just free words. Um, and life isn't a sprint. It's a long race. And you're not just in it to win it. Yeah. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Loved so that was good. The other area that I thought was particularly strong at the Guild Conference, I know that you've also been doing some stuff this week on this, mm. um, is compliance. Yeah. So now, are you ready? Because I'm going to give you disclaimer, a disclaimer. We're not compliance experts, but no. we do try to keep up with it, don't we? So I'm going to do do you a little quiz. And as everyone knows that listens, it's totally unscripted. So Martin's got no idea what's coming. <laughs> up. So it could be really great. It could be that he loses his job later. Anyway, um, so when Again. you uh, yeah, sorry about that. Ooh. Um, so when you have got window displays, if you've got high street premises or wherever you might put your property listings, okay. um, what do you put on your window card when you have put um, beautiful Totterford Cottage on the market, Martin? What do you put on your window card? Okay. Uh, an what EPC should you rating. put on your window card? Uh, okay, an EPC rating. Yeah, now is that the rating of the graph? Now, I believe that it is, if there is space for the graph, you say graph, I'd say graph, you know, um, the jam on top of the cream or cream on top of the jam. Um, I think there is space for the graph. That was me bluffing to get time to think. You know, yeah. um, if there's space for the graph, then you should put that. But if not, the rating should be there. So on a window card, you you could probably get away with a rating, EPC rating C, for example. Okay, so believe it or not, listeners, uh, if there is room to put a graph, it's not actually in the in, <laughs> in the paperwork, just to let you know. So, Martin, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but you should put the graph on. <laughs> You're going to kill me, aren't you, for this later? If you, should, if you do put the graph on, or you only need to put the graph on where you have room measurements, okay? So if you have room measurements, you need the full graph and not just the, the, the letter, okay? What, what, else, Martin, what else do you need on your window card? Um, so now you need, to put, um, you need to put the price, material information. You need to the put price. the price. And, so and how, no how do you price put and application. Yeah. Um, 
So this is interesting. So I believe that this has probably changed recently with trading standards, material information coming out, that they no longer are we allowed to be putting price application, price between 5 and 520, 500,000, 520, offers over, offers in excess of, um, guide price. It's just literally £450,000. Absolutely bang on. So I, I realise that's a change that I have got to make. And I think this is coming in the beginning of May. We will have some, you know, documentation, paperwork, the whole lot from trading standards, which will be filtered back through. But these are things that you will need. You need to get yourself ready now. You need to get yourself doing this. You need your window cards changed to reflect this. And obviously all that is on the brochures as well. What else, Martin, do you need to display on the window card? So I'm kind of taking myself down the material information route now. So... Um, open up think what else would you want to know so the material information is about the consumer the person the he she they on the street what what else do you, should you be putting on your window cards um something that affects the transaction tenure tenure do you yeah, have some tenure awesome. on the window cards yeah yes. tenure on your window cards now on may cards. so yeah. but that's so th- that's obvious when it's freehold leasehold and the details of the lease um, leasehold and for further information and charges uh, uh, um, have come in. Yeah. Okay. Um, but obviously the full details should be on the brochure. And this needs to be and in place with the leasehold side of things before you commence marketing. Okay. We know, we and let's make, exactly. But let's make sure that we just remember that it's not there. Are, there are 86 years remaining on the lease because by mm. the end of that transaction, it'll be 85 years. So mm. there are 125 years commencing from May 1984. Okay. And what else needs to be on the window card? Um, what about the drainage, if it's private drainage? So you do have to put that on. So that's actually a tick for you. So I wasn't aware of this. Yeah. But if, and I deal with a lot of rural properties and I know many of our, um, our listeners um, and followers do as well. So if you've got private drainage that is going to have an ongoing charge during that ownership period, that is the material information that you have to disclose on your window card. So oh, if there's private God. drainage, it needs to be on your window card. Yes, yeah. Which and is quite drainage. ironic because you talk a lot of drainage. But... <laughs> harsh, harsh. I should get you back. Don't you worry. I'm coming on some more. I can't feel like we are, to be honest. <laughs> um, and then also, sometimes if you forget, we don't deal with so many leasehold properties, but actually if you have to pay additional parking, such as a parking permit um, mm. or anything like that, that all needs to be on the window card. Yeah, you can't just say... Parking, um, parking available, or or if it's part of the actual transaction, so that's quite interesting. And do and this... community charges, so yes. you know, like new builds will often have maintenance of green belt yeah. areas. Yeah. Like... Now, what about you've got that deal? You've sold your Totterford cottage, and it falls through on survey. They always fall through in Totterford. What do you have to put on the window card? Because obviously, we've got to disclose that the, the buyer has withdrawn because of survey. Okay, so under CPRs, then mm-hmm. if a sale falls through because of a survey, an adverse survey, yeah. then we must be declaring that yeah. um, because that's material information that will affect the transactional decision. So, therefore, I imagine you probably need to signpost on your window card that there is 
further information, specialist reports required yeah. or available, that kind of thing to be able to engage in a conversation, something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, specialist reports available. And the same as if it's a non-standard construction and it's not mortgageable, it's cash buyers only, you have to put that out there. You don't have to say it's not mortgageable, but you have to say what cash buyer or cash buyer. And then you have to say, for more information, come and speak to us, come inside because a lot of people, as we know, have different interpretations to cash buyers. Now, do these bits and pieces that we talked about on the window card, technical term, bits and pieces, um, does this apply <laughs> just to sales or is it to lettings as well? And to lettings as well. Absolutely. How many agents' windows do you go past and they've got a list of listings with a photo, no EPC, no mention if it's a leasehold property because you have to put that down even if you're renting it? Do you? Is it, even if you're renting yes, it, you okay. do. You have there to say you. that this is a leasehold property because there yes, are yes. implications <clears throat> under the head. The restrictions lease. under the yeah. lease that you can yeah. kind of can't do cage yeah. birds. So you have to say, yeah, leasehold covenant supply. So it's just little things that we might have forgotten, or if we're not doing, mm. we need to bloody well get on and do it pretty soon. Excellent. Oh wow! Thanks for that. Um, thank okay. you for that. Um, so I want to talk to you about something compliance-wise as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Anti-money laundering. Yeah. Um, your specialist subject. So AML. One of the things that has been lots of talk over the last couple of weeks, um, certainly with everything that's going on with Ukraine and Russia yeah. and sanctions mm. and Roman Abramovich and sorry, Chelsea fans, um, and all that kind of jazz, um, is that there is more and more of a spotlight in our industry for anti-money laundering because a lot of money laundering, dirty money comes into the UK, is cleaned allegedly via property transactions, <clears throat> um, which it has put us at a high risk mm. view from HMRC. So let's start with, I don't know, a new starter. So, you, you know, you've got, you like investing in the next generation. Um, so there is a um, yeah. an apprentice that starts with you on Monday. Mm. What happens if they get an, a, an inspection by HMRC? So you should straight when when you say inspection, they would they may initially call you, yeah. Yeah. So the guidelines are is that anyone who is answering the phone, who is customer fronting, yeah, has to have been trained on anti money laundering procedures. So that means on day one, as part of your onboarding training induction, whatever it's called now in 2022, um, you have to give, you should be giving uh, AML training to that new starter. Yeah. A lot of people don't. And one of the things that was being spoken about at the Guild was a recent HMRC inspection was done by the telephone. Yes. Which was a five hour interview. Yeah. Um, of which, um, Part of that um, interview was to obtain a register of the colleagues, employees that are working there, and a random selection of employees mm. to be interviewed, presumably to be asked questions of um, who is your money laundering reporting officer, who is the, de the deputy, what training have you had, how can you prove that you've had that training, what would you do in this situation, yeah. um, which is quite intimidating for um, any of our colleagues really but it just shows you the importance of ongoing training and, and documenting that so that you've got a due diligence defense in case something does go wrong from anti-money laundering 
Yeah. So I think that I was told yesterday on my compliance update that there are three ways that HMRC will kick off a, um, to, to contact you. So they will write in to you and let you know what they need or when they're coming. They will walk in to your offices, okay, literally unannounced, okay, or they will carry out again an unannounced telephone audit. So those are the three ways that they're doing this. And I know it might be a bit dull on a Thursday morning to talk about compliance, etc. But the focus is very much on estate agency. And anyone who says no, it isn't needs to be fully aware that HMRC have just upscaled their AML team by 10 times. So that has gone from 40 to 400. Now tell me, HMRC aren't serious about AML and estate agents. So we just need to get our houses in order. Now we have done... You know, you need to be registered to put a SAR in. Those of you that don't know what that is, please message Martin because he's an expert in SARS. But we have put together um, a compliance um, guidance. So, again, just message us. Let us know. We're here to help kind of thing. Like we said, we're not experts. No, um, definitely no not experts. Um, to run the business and to make, yeah. make yourself compliant, basically. So let's talk about more exciting things. So you crossed over at the beginning um, about how, how the devil are you, how's your week, and what's the market doing? Yes. Okay. So I described the market this week in a recent board meeting of a group of, with a um, group of estate agents as becoming a little bit squidgy. Um, that is getting a little bit squidgy around the edges. If you start looking at some of these great suppliers of um, statistics over mm. the last few weeks, um, maybe there's been a little bit more stock come to the market. Maybe there. I'm not saying maybe this is actual. Um, the number of properties been on the market for longer than 12 weeks has, mm. has increased yeah. slightly. Um, the number of properties that are falling through out of the pipeline has started to increase slightly. Um, the uh, number of reductions from initial launch prices has started to increase slightly. I think it's very much in a very healthy housing market. It's busy, isn't it? It's busy. <laughs> but the incoming calls within my business have dropped over the last three weeks. Um, mm. So I think that um, it's healthy, it's good, but there's a slight shift that maybe we go from being too dragged into being order takers to right. needing to become deal makers again, as we just start mm -hmm. to see a little bit of squidginess in the market. Not quite so hard, a bit squidgy. A bit squiddy. So when you're having your coffee table moment uh, with that with that vendor, how would you describe a squidgy market? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's just making sure that you perhaps have to be a little bit more realistic on price, manage expectations that maybe not every house that's going to the market at the moment. I was at a football match last night, Nottingham Forest had a warm-up game beating QPR before they go and beat Liverpool at the weekend. So there's Liverpool fans, Simon Whale. Um, gazelle chap enjoy losing at the weekend and a proper football team and uh, the the and he said to me every house goes to the market martin am i right it's having 25 viewings over 24 hours and 18 offers and um nobody can ever buy a house nowadays um and maybe that's the perception because we've seen that you were talking the other day about how buyers are now inquisiting about how motivated mm -hmm. their vendor they're buying from the seller yeah. they're buying from are yeah. because they've been burnt by um, spending out money on sales that don't actually go anywhere because the upward chain never becomes yeah. complete. Maybe there's just a little bit of an education piece just to manage expectations slightly so that we still are seeing um, demand outstripping supply, 
but it doesn't mean that we can just ask anything we like in terms of pricing. We just need to be realistic. We have seen a couple of alterations in the guide price to stimulate some interest for properties that have failed in the market. Um, but um, it's still very healthy. It's good. I'm not talking it down in any way, shape or form. It's a very, very good, healthy housing market that state agents can make money in. Um, mm. But it's just I think we're transitioning from that booming market to a good healthy housing market for sure now in okay. most areas of the country maybe not in jam on cream devon <laughs> cream on jam um so uh, th yeah ha it's, it's how are you finding it is it, it squidgy where you are it's not it's relentless i wouldn't say squidgy i'd say it's relentless still so there is still plenty of demand there are still double figures um buyers for each property but i i understand that that is not going to keep going for forever but there are more valuations happening lots of agents talking about lack of stock lack of stock but actually have they done their stats have they done their figures to say is that really true is it an instant reality moment because with the latest stats, I think from 20, um, is it 20 CI came out and they were saying that actually stock is up 5% compared with the same period um, back in 2019. And 2019, obviously, is our benchmark year is what we kind of go, go back to um, each time. But we're finding lots of valuations, valuations definitely up, appraisals up, um, but a, a reluctance to possibly come to the market. Yes. And that's about being you, the educator, the professional person up front and locking your stock in. Yeah. And what I mean by locking your stock in. Are you being the white sock brigade and putting a 20 week sole agency with £500 withdrawal fee? No, I've got rid of my um, pinstripe suit and pointy shoes. Um, and I've shaved my little bit of hairy bit off my chin. Um, and, uh, um, I, I do that more regularly if I was you. <laughs> Oh, they're supposed to be nice to me. Um, so lock your stock in. Lock your stock in. And get get your properties kind of um, ready to come to the market. So you can you've you've got those kind of VIP buyers, your early bird buyers, um, and you can kind of make your market. So it's back to putting that jigsaw together. I'm just ignoring you because I'm very professional. You use the word squid squidgy. I'm exceptional aspirational prices it's a relentless market it's not yet squidgy in the south excellent i'm very pleased that's very good um it's um st patrick's day so i thought i'd throw in a quick irish joke um billy stops paddy in dublin and said paddy i can't do an accent what's the quickest way to cork paddy says are you on foot or in the car billy replies well, i'm in the car paddy says well, i say that's probably the quickest way to cork you're you're not meant to laugh at your own jokes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dear, maybe laugh anyway. So um, we're coming up now to the end of the first quarter. For some yeah. firms, it's the financial year because the tax year starts in a few weeks' time, a um, couple of weeks' time. Um, so end of the first quarter, quarter one of 2022, done almost. Mm. Two weeks away. Um, finished quarter in. Where did that go? Hey, lights. Mm. Nights are getting lighter. In the yeah. spring market, daffodils are up. Now's the time for it to make hay while the sun shines. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be slightly controversial and say that I think estate agents have got carried away with spending too much money. And the most sensible thing that they could do over the next three weeks is review their costs in the same way that they did this time two years ago when we were going into lockdown and be as forensic and as ruthless as we were to this time two years ago, because literally it was the 20th of March we got locked down. 
Yeah. Um, yeah okay. And we were all um, forensically an, uh, analyzing our businesses to see what costs them were necessary. What were the nice to haves? What yeah. were the must haves? What actually sell houses? What's your what's your um, acronym? What's well, our stop, start, continue or dish? No, dish, dish. Mm, yeah. So we've talked about this to, to kind of regularly review everything. Um, but again, it's been very, very busy. We've all been heads down. And actually now is the time just to sit down. I've done it um, this week with my accountant, did it on Monday and go through all those little extras that are kind of um, adding up. Now, I know some of the portals, for instance, are offering, um, you know, within their kind of subscription model, some extras some extra prop tech. So maybe you need to just little, have a little look at those. There might be some, some, I know I spoke to an agent yesterday who said, you know what, I'm going to stop using giraffe, which is the 360 um, tool. So because we don't need them anymore. But then we then had a bit of a debate about, well, actually, some of the things that have come out of lockdown have increased your efficiencies. And obviously, a 360 virtual tour is it's brilliant. But then we have the debate, well, they've got to see the property. So yeah, but the 360 tour is covering covering off. It's another part of the marketing. Don't, don't get rid of it. But if it's an additional cost and you actually don't need to offer it, should you be paying for something like that? So it's quite an interesting debate that we, we well, I won't say debate, a conversation that we had. Um, so just have a little look through, you know, are we are we going back to printed brochures? Are we still doing virtual tours? Are we are we sending digital PDFs and page turning brochures out? Do we need to go back to print? Are we are we spending money on lots and lots of portals? Do we need to have a little look at, at all the extras that we're paying for mm. there? You know, do there's lots of things that we can kind of look at and just go, mm, not sure whether we quite need it because of course costs are going up we haven't even touched on all the issues I've had lots of clients this week um saying what's happening what's happening oh my god I'm not going to go for that bigger house now because it's actually going to cost me this much money a month I'm, I'm just reassessing everything but then I've got other clients who are going Do you know well it is what it is and cost of living is going up and we've just got to deal with it so my advice to agents is we need to reassess everything. We need to look at our costs ourselves. We don't need to get cheaper because everything is getting more expensive. We need to get better. So I'm waiting now for David Minch, your mate, um, our mate, because um, he's asked if this is live to come back with something quite quickly from Kerfuffle. So we'll <laughs> see, what, uh, see what David might come back up with. So this time next week, Grifter, you and I will be live and together yes. in the eastern county of Norfolk, where the sun mm. always shines. Um, I want to sing that Aha song now, but I won't. <laughs> We're on tour. We're on tour. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'll keep talking while you look at the comments, please. Um, well, you know, I, 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 how am I, I was I was looking up an inspirational quote that you sent. To, well, I sent to you and then I couldn't find it and you sent it back to me um, about life, really, wasn't it? And about how you kind of have just got to realise that you've got to have that live work balance. We need to come up with a better word for, for yeah. live work balance. But you've got to come up with again. I'm I'm doing six days a week, head down. You know, it's just that that gym that I joined last year haven't been this year. And actually, I've got to turn around and go, whoa, there! The sun is shining. Take a bit of time out. Go and have a walk around. Get your ten thousand steps in. You know, do yeah. that. But what really kind of like stopped me in my tracks this week was. A chap called Nick Smethurst, who's on LinkedIn, um, basically said there are 20,000 days. That's all the adult days you have if you live to 75. That's three and a half thousand weekends. Don't wish your weekdays away. Mondays make up 14% of your life. So enjoy them. 
That's quite deep, isn't it? 14% of your life is Mondays, so don't have your Sunday night doom. Life's too short, right? I like it, though. But Love just, that. Can you relate that back to three and a half thousand weekends? That's all. It's oh not my many, God. is it? Does that not put it into perspective? How many of those are hung over on a Sunday? Oh, I don't know. I'd be too busy working, doing my social media on, Monday, on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I just thought it's quite sobering, quite interesting words. So we are going to be coming live uh, to you when we're on tour next week. I'm so excited. It's only going to take me about three days to get there and three days to get back from the West. It's a, it's a long way from Devon to Norfolk, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, and we'll be putting together some of our slides and, and popping it out on House of Property over the coming weeks, just so you can see exactly what is happening at the coalface in the property market. Um, and remember, you heard it here first. Important to get that in. Now, one of the things that we want, I'm just going to sign off because I know that you've got to go off and do some training and I've got appraisals left, right and centre today. But we wanted to put together an up-to-date hop playlist. So your yes. Spotify playlist. Now, this might be uh, the tune that you put on when you're going out to meet that landlord to have a difficult conversation. Or Take the music. on me. Yeah. <laughs> or the, oh, I like that. <laughs> music that you, you put on when you're going to a big listing and you're going to go I'm going to smash it out of the park or it might be the music that you play Martin on a, a morning meeting just to fire everyone up I think you're like Eye of the Tiger don't you it's one Eye of the Tiger yeah, exactly. um, and it, we were just kind of going do you know what there's some inspirational music and we could put this together in a, in a hot playlist and we think that you, you'd all love it. So let us know if there's anything in particular that your is your inspiration, the music that lifts your mood. Um, let us know because we're going to put together this super playlist and we hope you're going to love it. We're going to have fun doing it as well, aren't we? So Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, watch out for that and watch out for us next week, as we said, on tour. Very exciting. So, well done, sweet cheeks. Good show. <laughs> I haven't pressed end yet. Um, so stay safe, be good, be kind, don't get cheaper, get better, enjoy the week. See you next time.